The Bears are who we thought they were. Welcome in, everyone, to episode 71 of Barely Educated. I'm your co-host, Mark Jansen, joined, as always, by Chris Teichler. We are here to talk about the Bears-Packers game on this, the 18th of September, in the year of our Lord, 2022, (laughs) when the Bears can still play almost an entire game with under 10 pass attempts. What? Chris, uh, the Bears don't play the same sport as everyone else does. <laughs> it was what happened again tonight. Uh, I, I honestly don't know where to start. I didn't really intend to start there, but that was a very frustrating experience for a ton of reasons. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's piss and moan about the crap that sucked and then try to end on a positive note. Sounds good. Which okay. bad part you want to start on? <laughs> There's so many to choose from. First of all, who's your bear number 71, actually? Because I know oh, we're going to lose this. Uh, Big Cat? Was it Big yeah, Cat he's an one? easy okay. winner, right? We didn't even need yeah. to look that one up. Well, we could have used him because the right tackle had a bad day, too. Oh, but he's my the least of the concerns. But he got pantsed by Rashawn Gary a few times. Yes, he did. And why? I mean, Tevin Jenkins looked really good. Stop the rotation. There. He's twice yes, the run yes. blocker that Patrick is. I if don't... Patrick's ready to snap, he plays center. Until then, he doesn't play because Mustafa stinks and Jenkins is good. Done. Not hard. All right, let, let's let's keep going there. That's a coaching thing. That's an offensive coaching thing. Yeah, let's start with the I... coaches. Let's start with what the Bears have a chance to control moving forward. Uh, I like your run game when you actually stick with it and commit to it. <laughs> I mean – they just uh, plowed the Packers down the field that first drive. I was like, all right, here we go. 7-3. Let's keep that up. That's going to open up the passing game more for fields later. But uh, that didn't quite happen, and they didn't They didn't discover Montgomery again until the fourth quarter. Is that right? Yeah, it was, it was absolute, once again, offensive coaching malpractice like we see all the freaking time with this pathetic franchise when it comes to the offensive side of the ball chris they ran 27 times for 180 yards <laughs> and they scored 10 points and somehow couldn't build any play action passing off of that montgomery averaged 8.1 a carry herbert averaged nine and a half for an entire stretch of the game from like the second through the third quarter they didn't bother with montgomery running out of anything but a random weird shotgun run here and there. Like they completely gave up on any kind of power running, even though Green Bay couldn't stop it. it that was the the most infuriating thing, I think, about the offensive game plan. Even if I joke about how they don't have passing attempts, that they just gave up on the runs that were working to do these other stupid gimmicky things for no reason kills me. Just coaching malpractice. It just was. Luke Getze stock way down. Uh, after this game. There's just no getting around it. I'm going to be as honest as I can be, even if it's savage. That was a terrible day by Luke Getze. Someone on Twitter said, well, we don't have to worry about Getze getting plucked away for a head coaching job. After Although this I guess year. I should say, hey, his running scheme works good, just like the one the Green Bay was running. But yeah, the Bears most... look like they scored right away and then didn't know what they wanted to do anymore. And I'm like, hey, over here, how about we do what was working until it's no longer working? 
Where's the rollout? Although he threw a pick on the rollout in the garbage time for all the box. Uh, I don't care. I'm all the I... box score idiots. I don't care about that. That's the least of my concerns with Fields. Exactly. But let's yeah. talk him too, because that he stunk in a lot of ways. I think too. I am really tired of him in the pocket looking like a, a skittish rabbit. Like, I'm not convinced he reads the field correctly. I don't know until there's like breakdowns with people who have the all 22, because it's also possible that the the receivers and stuff aren't open. But Justin Fields right now is a million miles away from an effective pocket QB, so quit asking him to do it. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I want to get that answered as soon as possible. Is he not seeing open receivers downfield, or are they not open? Because you got you sent me this tweet right before we uh, – I know. Uh, I hate, sorry to do it to you, but it's no, important that right. we talk about that too. Yeah, go ahead. Bring that up. Why don't you read that tweet that uh, – so this is Jonathan Wood, who gets a lot of flack on Twitter. He's very analytical um, because he's rather negative about the Bears, which I can't really blame him most of the time. <laughs> I don't always agree with him, but I tend to agree with a lot of what he writes. But he says, barring garbage time, blah, 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 is like two minutes left in the game. Through two games, Darnell Mooney, five targets, two catches, four yards. Cole Komet, two targets, zero catches, zero yards. These are your main passing weapons for the second year QB you hope is the franchise. That's the yep. most concerning thing to come out of this game. I think I'm ready to say that Darnell Mooney is not a number one receiver like we hoped he I could be. I think he can't beat double coverage, and most of the time he's probably got a safety rolling to his side. Mm -hmm. And the one time he didn't, they hadn't thrown it deep enough at all that fields wasn't accurate the one chance they took it was like yeah because he never does it so like of course he misses it yeah he never does it and the defender outran mooney <laughs> he also held end. his jersey for a second um well they're not going to call that in well that's why yeah. that's why I'm, and there's one thing i'm really glad about tonight it's that, that the green bay road game for the bears is already over it's the most miserable watch every year they always look like crap against the packers even with the bears do well in a season and they'll do terribly at Green Bay. Their refs are always a little wonky, sometimes egregious, sometimes more subtle, and it adds up. And you're just sitting there irritated the whole time. I'm glad it's over in week two. Just move on with my life. Next week we got the Texans. Yeah, but, and we, we knew there would be some up and down in this first year to yeah, begin with. Yeah, and this is a yeah. big down, so hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I want to end on the better note at the yeah. end. But while we're – let's do the game first yes. just because it's it, – I'm not going to, like – excuse some of what we saw the nope. shotgun formation i know lawrence holmes was defending it as like a lot of the big back or big um, quarterbacks do power run out of the shotgun it's still really dumb in that scenario you can't convince me that fourth and a foot you should not be under center especially when uh both montgomery and uh um herbert herbert were averaging close to 10 yards a carry yeah i would <laughs> yeah so first of all put him under center and secondly i guess give the ball to Montgomery or have it to where Montgomery's there to push him. Or Cole Komet might yes. be the dumbest player I've ever seen <laughs> on the goal line here. I'm kidding around, but this was, this was okay. Not him. Exactly. Okay. The dumbest player. I don't know. This was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. If you watch the replay, he, he whiffs his block and his guy's one of the ones pulling fields back like anybody would do. And instead of – so his answer to trying to fix his block is to pull the guy off fields, which just means there are now two people pulling fields back <laughs> in a scenario where all you got to do is push forward. Legitimately, completely brain dead as a decision by Cole Komet. And, I, like, if, if he's that dumb in that scenario, 
Is he understanding zones? Is he finding soft spots in zones? Like, it's fair to question the football IQ when you see a play that stupid combined with he's never getting targets. He's apparently not open. He has the drop earlier. Oh, oh, that, oh, that, that might have changed. I'm not saying that the Bears win or get even get a scoring drive there, but I just felt the entire Chicago Bear fandom deflate. When Komet dropped that pass, it was like first in uh, first in ten from the twenty or twenty five, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Throw. I just felt uh, he doesn't just... block well either. We act like yeah. he's a good blocker. I'm not sure what he does well. That that position is flying to the top couple in the like. They don't have an answer at that spot either, and a lot of good teams do. Just putting it out there, like this is a prove it year. And I thought he'd have a much better year and then he started. It's only two games is like the big caveat to all of this. And yet, is it only two games? It's three is it year two three games for him. or thirty years? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it's two games. Okay. Um Justin Fields scored despite my problems with that play. Yes, he did. It's the plain ball... as day that the yes. ball is right there, just like it's 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 across the goal line. Like that's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was missed call. Like, yeah. They missed that, and 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 it was the stupid rule that I wish they would change. It's got to be really clear on the replay. No, do what the replay says is the best. Okay, it's seventy thirty. He scored on the replay. Then he scored on the replay. It doesn't need to be a hundred percent. If it's much more likely than the original call, then that's what you call. That rule is ridiculous. Yeah, even the the who's the announcement? Was it McCauley they had? They said, yeah, I don't know I if there's so. enough to change it. But then he said, I think he did cross it, but there's just not enough to tell. Yeah, like, that's wh- not how you, it should work. You think he crossed it because you saw the ball cross it. That's why you think that. Yes. <laughs> it, the scenario where in the replay you're wrong saying it's a touchdown is minuscule. And now you get all the tweets. That there's going to be 3,000 of them by tomorrow morning of people circling the ball in the still frame. And they're going to be like, touchdown. Yep. So despite how bad they played in 100 levels, really this was a seven-point game with the Bears about to kick off, and then who knows? But yeah. they do battle. That's still the other good news, They I guess. do. Yes, they do. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Mooney's a concern until we see what's going on. Why is he not open? I imagine he's getting doubled. But his field's not seeing it. He looks really nervous in the pocket, and I love him. But I'm not going to pretend that every game like this – hopefully there aren't anymore right the first half of the Niners pretty much this whole game where he looks so uncomfortable in the pocket that that just raises the concern meter a little more and a little more I don't care about the interception he's desperately trying to make either. a play Jair yep. is a great athlete that was a great play I mean, it was just a great play you know like he, he broke on that most guys aren't going to make that play it was a great throw by Fields too. Like, it wasn't even. Yeah, it was just a great play. I don't care about that. I nope. care that he doesn't look like he know what, knows what to do when he's in the pocket. And I just don't know if it's the talent around him, or also him, or a combination of factors. I so I understand why the offense doesn't look great because of the talent and because Fields is still growing clearly. Mm. But I do not. I do not tolerate the game plan being completely stupid for the better part of two quarters. Stop doing things they suck at. Was the first rollout in the third quarter? Did I see that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like sure why, was. why is that not in the first? Why is that not after like two or three runs? You know, you make know. yourself one dimensional right out of the gate. 
The second series I was fine with, even though it fell off the rails, because they were trying to take a shot and he took a sack, which is a great idea after the run-heavy first drive, take that shot, and that screwed the whole thing up. But then when they kept doing all these little weird pocket pass dink and dunk things, and you're just like, what are, what's the game plan here? Why are we still not running? And Montgomery's out for huge stretches, even though I think Herbert does fit the offense good too. We talked about that this week. You know, and I joked with you, pay pay Montgomery the Roquan money. Yo. No, do not pay your your running back the Roquan money. I'm kidding. But Montgomery's good, and Herbert's good. And if there's anybody on this offense producing right now, it's the two of them. No, Montgomery didn't really produce against the Niners. That game gets a big fat throat out. Yeah, that, yeah. The element just doesn't, field, there's no yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So we got to be careful not to overreact to this game when it comes to all sorts of topics, but it is fair to say we need to see some growth from fields in the pocket. Yes. And Getsy had a bad, really bad game for a really long stretch. And then it was too little too late. And it was really hard to watch when you knew the run had worked. And it's like, I'm just, just run until they stop it and play action off of it. Why did we stop? I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't either. So we're recording this like immediately after the game. The emotions the are one high. downside there. Yeah, who cares? That's half the fun, though. Exactly. And this way it only <laughs> ruins one night, not another one. <laughs> we haven't heard from the coaches or the QBs or anything like that. So, like, we're flying blind on some of the explanations. But that was rough. The other thing, of course – well, did you have anything else you wanted to add on the offense for now? We can circle back to um, stuff like yeah, we covered prompt two episodes. We covered most of it. Uh, a big thing on the line. I I like Tevin at right guard. Keep him there. I don't want to see Patrick in there anymore. Like you said, and Borum. Oh, Borum. Oh, that was rough. But for the most you can't part, have another one of those. You're gonna be on the bench. You have another one of those. And yeah. He's healthy. He's gonna yeah. be in there. Mustafer with two bad snaps by my count. Mm-hmm. Is the one he left short that Fields fumbled, and then the one Fields was clearly trying to audible well, he's protection to, or something. He's supposed to be the backup center. So yeah. if Patrick can play, why is he not? Well, he can't snap, which is funny because it's a thumb injury that's lasting forever, for one thing. But if he can play guard, I mean, hello, I've got to mm-hmm. put my hands on this gigantic, strong, fast man. But I and, but I can't grip the ball to snap. Okay, then you shouldn't play at all. Because <laughs> you're still like, it's not like you're one of these positions where it's okay to not really have a thumb. Mm-hmm. Like he might be able to do safety with that cast. I, I feel like it's really forcing him in there that they're doing this rotation. Just wait till he can snap and then immediately put him at center. Well, one other offensive thought. St. Brown, he's a good blocker. He's a great blocker. Whiter had a really nice game. Mm. Okay. And so did Jones. Jones blocked two guys at one point on one of the big runs. It was awesome. He got beat on a sack by Preston Smith, too. But that was actually more on Fields because they had Jones blocking down. I think Fields was supposed to do the whole spin out, and he got all weird. Yeah. Um, I know they, they got to Rodgers a few times on defense, but there's a you can still see a big difference when Rodgers can step up in the pocket when pressure's coming around. Fields still doesn't do that yet. That's all part of my – I got it. He's got to get better in the pocket. Yeah. And I know it's it's also square peg round hole, but they're not letting him pass enough to improve. It's really chicken or the egg and really hard to figure out how to fix all that. But, you know, 11 passing attempts, really nine because a couple are in garbage time, including the interception. Is that- and, like, I wanted them to run even more, but they were so inefficient for the second – 
for the second half of the first quarter, the entire second quarter, and most of the third, right? So like 60-whatever percent of the game, that they just didn't run enough plays. I mean, the Packers had almost as many runs as the Bears had total plays. Oh, gosh. Are you afraid that maybe the coaches don't trust Fields to throw? Yes. Still afraid of that. That's kind of the that's the so so the thing from the Jonathan Wood text is he criticizing Mooney Komet or the coaching and polls and Fields. Yeah, well, I think he's saying this is what you get when you don't invest. Yeah, and it's at a point that's not going to go away. You remember, I was very annoyed at the summer, and then this August went a lot better, and that helped. But it's not like. I'm okay with the rebuild. I'm okay with here's the dead money. We're going to reboot this thing. And and Collinsworth actually was pretty good on the Bears. I was, was surprised by that. I was yes. like, whoa, you understand what the Bears are doing better than most of the national guys. Blow, mm-hmm. that, that blew me away. So shout out to him for that. Still super annoying in other ways, but <laughs> good on him there. Okay, but I when you watch – this is the other thing I got to get to. Uh, as we switch to defense now. And, of course, we'll talk about the run D, too. But when you watch Kyler Gordon play one of the worst defensive games I have ever seen. Welcome to the NFL, kid. I I hope he's much better than this moving forward and just, you know, he missed all that time. But, man, you know, immediately I'm like, sure, it would be nice to have George Pickens. You know, like, (laughs) I didn't love the process that got you two defensive backs. And then we spent the summer talking about how that, that maybe would become a strength of the team. And they picked on him from start to finish in the run and in the past. And he had a miserable game. Chin up, kid. Learn from it. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna load up on the defense, you can't miss that pick. And we, uh, they better not have. We it's way too early. Okay, but that was a terrible. Way too game. early. Yeah. Right. That was a terrible game. I'm not exaggerating when I say it's nope. the worst games I've ever seen somebody play. Yeah, um, there were lots of times that even Collinsworth was pointing out that, uh, yeah. The, it was like, there was a stretch where it was like every single play. Yeah. What side's he on? Run that way. What side's he on? Slant that way. The big completion towards the end, Eddie Jackson is taking a, it looks like he's taking a crossing route. So Gordon's one-on-one, and then Jackson realizes he's getting beat, and he tries to recover, but it's too late. And Gordon got beat on that one too. Mm-hmm. I mean, his grade's gonna be like a straight up a zero. Gonna be rough. And I um, hate saying it. It's it's essentially his first real game with all the weirdness last week. But he didn't play that great last week either. And all that time he missed in training camp in the mm-hmm. preseason makes you wonder. Maybe he'll get his sea legs under him. But I have a coaching question here too. Is it fair to have this guy play the slot while he's learning all this stuff? Isn't that a tall task? That's a super important part of this defense. I don't know who they have to play that, but I think that's a roster failure too. Because mm. he's got to learn the run fits inside instead of outside and still do the coverage. And the slot is targeted as much as anything in this league now. Maybe they're asking him to do too much. Could be. For this stage in his career. That'll mess up your head too. Yeah, but there was just no getting around it. He had an absolutely miserable game, and I wish it weren't so. Did it seem to? Like, I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did it seem to maybe that it it just got in their heads? They're a young team, and oh, this is the dreaded Packers that have owned us as a team maybe. for a long, long time. Because I remember one, there was one play on Justin, or the, where the camera was on Justin in between plays, and his eyes were like this big. Uh, the people, oh, that's why I said he looked nervous yes, or scared. That's why I said people it's like, can't see me. But he yes. doesn't look as like usually. He's a cool customer. Mm-hmm. 
that looked different tonight. I agree. And that's the I mean, there's no way nervous. around the Bears weren't ready for this game as an organization. They're rebuilding. They're they're not gonna beat Green Bay at Green Bay in prime. That's why we neither one of us picked them. Mm. Yeah. Like that's just where they're at as a franchise. And that's where I was glad for Collinsworth to say it and talking about look out for next year and that kind of stuff was good. But I mean they gave up two hundred yards rushing. Ooh. Cousin Nate and I joked about that in the league. Cousin Nate. That we were afraid they'd hit run for 200 yards. We talked about it in the preview pod. I was afraid of the Green Bay running game because they're always really smart coming off a loss, yeah. and I knew they'd go back to that. Rodgers was his usual solid self, but he wasn't like, oh, my God, you wizard. You know, That's, It was just was he was nuts. smarter than the Bears, and they didn't need to do much because they could run all day, and then he throws like 14 straight completions. That was the next thing I was going to say. Maybe a positive you can take out is that uh... – Rodgers didn't beat you. Maybe that's a small victory. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, the run game, you know, did, but you, you didn't need, there wasn't much wizardry from Rodgers, like you said, except that one throw to Cobb towards that the near side. Crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was, just, he's on the run. and Oh, beautiful. Such I beautiful still don't throw. think the Packers moving forward in the next couple of years are positioned all that well, <laughs> but they're in win now mode. The Bears mm-hmm. aren't. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other, so like we said at the start of the season, watching a young team can be fun. You want to see how they're growing and developing and so on. And so it's really about individual performance and concepts that the coaches are trying to use. And that's why I led with the coaching because I was so disappointed in the, the complete lack of any coherence in that offensive game plan. And then I'm disappointed with certain individuals. We've already mentioned a couple on offense. Gordon's obvious. I thought the other awful game was Roquan. Yes. I'm let him have it. Oh, yes. baby, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Pull up that film in the, in the negotiations, row. I bet you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I tweeted at one point who put concrete in his shoes. He looks slow. <laughs> He's always he been a little slow. doughy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really, he's not like a ripped NFL linebacker, but he looks slow. Just uh, Olin Krutz had tweeted out, I might be overreacting, but I might put Roquan back at the end. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I guess let's wait a little, but it's like, yeah, that's something to think about moving forward, isn't it? I mean, if you get another repeat or two, you're like, what is going on here? Yeah. You, you said you didn't want to give Montgomery the Roquan money. Would you give Roquan the Roquan money? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. But I wouldn't. I wasn't doing it in the first place. Yeah. Not not if he was wanting more than Shaquille Leonard. That made polls know. look pretty smart, didn't it? <laughs> at the moment, yeah. But it's just gonna be another hole. At one point, Roquan played so bad in the first half. I think he was a little better, maybe in the second. The whole defense know. was. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, I was like, "Is his plan to be bad enough that they don't franchise him, so he does become a free agent? Is this a master conspiracy on his part?" Like he was playing so bad, that thought, ridiculous though it is, entered my mind. Bad professional move. But here's a thought that entered my mind: Luke Getzey used to be a Packer. He sabotaged us, my friend. I saw a tweet that was like, "Luke Getzey, you can go ahead and walk home now." No, uh, that's so frustrating because, like, the silver lining this whole time as we've been like, yeah, the roster's not great. Yeah, but the scheme's going to fit and it's going to make sense mm. and we're going to see a plan. And I'm like, ooh, they're going to adjust every game. Well, they did adjust in the Niners game and they ran the ball effectively when they bothered to. But really, Chris, this was the same old the Bears have no offense. Mm-hmm. They can't forward pass. <laughs> in the passing league, they can't do it. And the contrast is so severe between what Fields is working with and what a guy like Tua is now working with. Mm. To where I'm like, careful, don't throw it all on the QB. 
that's the lazy narrative. Look at what's around them first. And you're like, wow, six TDs because two guys have almost 200 yards each. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's a day because they're super good and fast. It's like, okay, that's because they picked somebody in the top six mm -hmm. and they went out and gave up firsts to acquire an already proven burner. They invested and the Bears at the moment have not. There mm -hmm. are reasons the Bears have not. That is not intended as a criticism of pulls so much as a, okay, I'm annoyed with the whole thing. Fields, my concerns are growing a little bit, but the Bears haven't been in a position to invest around him yet other than rolling cap space over, but, you know, that whole who was available thing. If they roll out the same crappy offensive roster next year, I'll blow a gasket. Well, do you think for now, this is about resetting the mm -hmm. resources, whether you like it or not. And I don't know how much I like it, but it is what they're doing. And it does make some sense. It does, but it's going to make for some games like this along the way. Yep. And that's where I'm trying to get us to that more silver lining stuff. Much as it's a struggle, this, this is just going to happen against good teams that know what they're doing. And I'll say the reason I think Gordon's a little more concerning even than the run D, even though the team-wide run D, you can totally claim that's a bunch of people, not just one, um, is I don't know how many teams are they going to play that have a one-two punch at running back like that? Not that many. And a QB that good in the sort of intermediate game and it, the whole, you go that way and I'll just throw it right over the defender perfectly for a first down. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they play that many teams that are going to be able to use that game plan. Uh -uh. Not, not that effectively. Yeah. So it's everybody's going to do the whole make field stay in the pocket thing. And the Green Bay Packers did it, but you did it to yourself because you didn't run play action off your effective running game, and that just kills me, Chris. That's yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it because he's obviously good at that. And, and that's what they kept saying all summer. Or that's what we all assumed when they were talking about the offense fitting his strengths. Yeah. So the uh the Bears got their teeth kicked in, and yet you look at it, you're like, man, they really ran the ball well. It's like a very weird game. And so I'm I'm giving the blame to the coaches first and foremost. Yeah, and run blocking is way ahead of pass blocking, I'd say, too, at this point, which uh, it was the opposite last year, I seem to recall. Yeah, and so, they did that against a good front. Like, if uh -huh. you want another reason for optimism, keep doing that because you're not going to play that many front sevens that good either. Mm -hmm. There's a reason everyone's picking Green Bay to win the division and some people the conference, right? Like, they are good. Mm -hmm. They just stunk the first week, and their game plan made no sense. But other than that, how did you like the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Well, well, let's return the favor. I'll show you a game plan that makes no sense. Yeah. That's what that felt like. Yeah. So it's only two weeks. They got a they got a winnable game against the Texans coming up. Green Bay goes to Tampa, so that should be interesting for for us as uh, well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Hopefully the Green Bay effort that, that they just played won't beat Tampa unless mm -mm. unless uh, there's a bunch of turnovers or something because. Again, it was really closer than the score. Shout out to Danny Parkins. I believe he predicted Green Bay 27 to 10. Ah, okay. Nice. Hashtag nailed it. Um, <laughs> the pass rush was pretty solid. Yes, it was. Three sacks? Yeah, plus a couple hits. Mm -hmm. um, Justin Jones had a big tackle for a loss towards the end. It gave the Bears a fighting chance that they quickly squandered, of course. But that 
the refs had already taken most of that away when they didn't give him the touchdown. Yeah. Um, I didn't see enough from the D tackles. Otherwise, they each had like one good play. It's like that's a big part of the run fits. But man, the run fits were so bad. And as somebody who oh, coached D line, that's the stuff that just drives you nuts. Because again, one way to look at this game that's hard to keep focused on is control what you can control. You're going to get blocked. You're going to get beat. Your rookie's going to get beat some. You can't fail to set the edge 12 times. And you can't <laughs> fail to fit the, the B gap or the A gap or wherever the lane is over and over and expect to be successful. You just it, can't. It seemed like so many run plays for the Packers, they're either, either back, it didn't matter which one, had like a zigzag path cleared the whole way. Like, how does that happen? It was weird. I know last week was like the fluke game, according to everybody. There was a lot of weird stuff in this game that kind of felt a little flukish, though. Mm. I mean, Aaron Jones ran for 8.8 a carry. And <laughs> David Montgomery ran for 8.1. Like, how many games are the running backs this effective True. in this league at this point? Like, it was just kind of had a weird flow to it. Like, neither team could quite figure out how to handle a cutback either because they weren't doing the run fits. And I wondered at one point if part of this was the, the hit stuff, like fly to the ball. And it's like, nobody's home. But, but they didn't. They didn't fly but, around towards the ball. Yeah, but they weren't flying that much. And hits also has smart in it. So it was still being violated. But the, the, the lack of contain, all this all is one big team-wide thing with a lot of it being picking on the rookie, of course, but not all of it. I mean, and and Roquan's supposed to be your cleaner at that position, right? Go clean up the play and finish it. And he was just so late getting there over and over. I'm like, Roquan, you're not supposed to tackle him 11 yards down the field. <laughs> what are we doing here? I thought the only guy on defense that you could say definitely had a really good game was Jalen Johnson. And Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm just going to nope right out of wherever he is. Yeah. Didn't hear his name at all, really. Rodgers was like, I don't have Adams. I'm not throwing against Johnson. That's the guy they got to extend out of that batch of young guys so far. Yeah, yeah that's hopefully a... Mooney when we get there. You know, when we get some more games. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not convinced Mooney can be a number one. I didn't think so uh, last year when people were saying, "Oh, A Rob can go. We got Mooney. He's more productive." Yeah, I think Mooney's productive because A Rob takes a lot of attention. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you. I think we like on some levels the conversation is he a one is kind of pointless that we always fall into it. Like he's a really good Z. If you have a good X, he will be really good. Mm -hmm. He will beat the guy lined up against him plenty. Mm -hmm. He is not gonna be double coverage because he's not big enough. Mm -hmm. Like he's not that type of receiver. And if he's the only guy they're even remotely worried about, it's even easier to defend. I guarantee you, whenever the All-22 comes out and those guys analyze it, they're going to see tons of safeties over the top on many. Okay. I'll but, be... but, but, but they got to figure out how to get him involved. I, yeah. I mean, on fields, like, my concern is growing with the pocket stuff, but, like, how do I even tell? Yeah. How many – well, he, he had three incomplete passes and an interception. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to this season is cousin Nate's texting me about this too. Cousin Nate. 
he points out, you know, and this year is supposed to be all about the QB progression and figuring out what you have and building the offense around him. And then it's like, they still don't, I, I can't tell that they trust him. Mm-hmm. They didn't invest in the roster around him and they're not letting him really cook, so to speak. And yet the running game was working and yet they still kind of got away from that. It was just like, it was very bizarre. And I just really need to see them come out with a solid plan against the Texans run the ball and build play action off of it. I thought that was the obvious plan that everyone agreed was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just, I can't get away from that point because this is supposed to be about evaluating fields. And I'm just worried that it's looking too familiar right now, by which I mean, not that he's Mitch Trubisky, but like Nagy with Mitch, they don't know how to use him. That's a scary thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is only week two. They could easily prove otherwise. I'm trying to retain in my memory the end of the Niners game and the third preseason game. So, like, there's they're clearly capable of doing some things in the passing game. I just don't understand why they're not building play action off of the run game. Did they outthink themselves, maybe? Gets you thinking, oh, they think we're going to do this. So we're not going to do this to throw. Yeah, them were off. they trying too hard? I don't know. But come on, tell me that game didn't reek of we made we tried to keep him in the pocket. Yes, it did. That's what it looked. So that's what we that's saw. That's a problem for me, and I'm yeah. just hoping it changes. It's only week two. That's the silver lining. Mm-hmm. Matt Eberflus, other than whatever he let Getsy do, and his well, like with the coordinators needed to be adjusted. That's something Eberflus should have done. It's hard to say without seeing more about like what's going on in the bigger picture his challenges were reasonable yes he won his first one he does still continues to do a good job not burning too many timeouts mm-hmm. should have won both challenges i mean i'm watching the denver game before and hack it's a complete <laughs> disaster <laughs> at <laughs> clock <laughs> management again they can't figure out if they're going to kick a field goal they take a penalty they end up having to punt like they had every reason to lose that game mm-hmm. matt eberflus is doing a much better job of game CEO guy, and I'm not going to call it game manager because what that means in the sport. Yes. That's really kind of what he's doing in a more normal sense. But um, what do you? What is the most important thing for you coming out of this game now? What do the Bears need to do? We got five minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Left um. Here. I want to. I want to see Justin Fields' development. I want to see him look more calm in the pocket, which I didn't think I would say until today. Maybe today was fluky for that, but he looked the most uncomfortable. That I can remember seeing him, even in that Cleveland game, he he didn't look that jittery and jumpy from last. That's year. scary because it implies a sort of shell shocked. Well, that's what I think the whole team may have that with Green Bay. I really do. I mean, I I think there is a strong yeah, psychological component. And... So how do you yeah how do you get over that? I, you know, but um, that's number one for me is I want to see, but that. In, that entails that the coaching staff is actually going to play to his strengths and let him develop that's where, naturally. That's exactly where I'm going with. Yeah. Um, I don't th- – there's a lot of layers here. The first thing is I don't want to coach out his aggressiveness. Right. Okay, because they that's did that strength. to Mitch, actually. That's a strength. And I don't want to coach out the running athleticism plays that are off script because it won the Niners game for you. I do need to see him develop better in the pocket because you can't play this sport without any ability in the pocket. Like Mm -mm. it's just not realistic, but more than anything, I want to see them play this to his strengths with the play action, the boots, the rollouts. I mean, the one time they tried a boot, it was brutal. 
I don't know what that was. The little fake thing. He had a beautiful fake. You could barely even see the ball, but Preston Smith didn't fall for it, and then Fields yep. didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, he makes that guy miss. That's what. He yeah, did and he game. slipped. He slipped today. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird play. It was just like a lot went wrong. Always does in Green Bay. It always and does. It does, and this is a game for Matt Eberflus to just throw it out. Yeah. I don't even know if you watch the tape on that. I mean, I, Ooh, I assume I, they will. I like, watched the tape. There's a lot of people who say coaching after a loss is you, you you puff them up and you just move on right off the bat. But, um, you know, I'd still watch it and be like, hey, we got to do this better and that better. But, but if you watch the tape and you just point out every time Kyler Gordon gets picked on, you're not going to have a confident athlete taking snaps for you on Sunday. Ryan Poles is so going to – there is a fine line. Yeah. he's got Poles is going to keep that tape and put it in the – Roquan folder, I believe. That too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that that is an interesting thing to think about too. Or it's it brought to mind something interesting. Two of the worst players on the defense are guys who missed almost the entire training camp and preseason for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not that that strange that they kind of stink these first couple games, or they just don't. Well, Roquan at least doesn't look like himself. I mean, this isn't that we need to revisit week four and week six mm. and week eight. You know, it's all way too early on player evals. Uh, it's just let's call a spade a spade and say they had a bad game and point it out when they do. But I'm not saying you bench them. I might consider moving Gordon to out of the slot if it happens again. But I don't know who you put there. Yeah, before. exactly. Replace him with <laughs> oh. So oh. that's not happening. Hey, poor Vildor um, got a phantom penalty called on him yeah, early. That stinks. Yeah. Gosh, I hate playing there. I hate this <laughs> stupid color scheme. My, yeah. my eight-year-old sat down to watch it with me before halftime. Like, she watched the second quarter, basically. And I was like, yeah, they're not doing so hot anymore now. And she's like, even if I liked Green Bay, I would think those colors were awful. <laughs> and I was like, that's the real analysis we need. Raising a brilliant child right there, yes. That's yeah. pretty funny. She's like, that color scheme. <laughs> Like, yeah, orange and navy is way cooler. Hey, they had a cheerleader thing my kids did at the local high school. And the colors for the Buccaneers, okay, wrap your head around this, were navy and orange. Oh, my friend. That's beautiful. And I'm like, oh, man, they might have to go to this high school after all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's right. Hey, uh, one last thing for you. I got a friend or a friend. I got a text from my friend Brian, my waiting buddy Brian. Here's a positive note. He said, if you take that second quarter away and the Bears win 10 to 6, my friend. All right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> my buddy Brian wants to know if buddy everyone's Brian. writing off game one due to the weather. Yes, thank you for the shout out. Can we write off this game due to the Lambeau refs? Uh, the latter <laughs> affects the outcome far more. And it was weird. This one was like a thousand needles, you know? It wasn't like yes. a huge egregious one. Yes. It was there. But That's let's see what they do. Cuts. As a team, responding to this, the first big test for the new coach. And let's try to keep in mind that it's a rebuild. Good advice. All right, let me take us out of here. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our post-game of the Bears-Packers. Oh, some rough stuff. A lot of rough stuff. But uh, moving on, moving ahead, we'll talk about the Texans game later this week. Thanks so much for listening. Find us on Twitter at Barely underscore Educated. Our website, buymeacoffee.com slash slash barely underscore educated. We'll talk to you next time on the show. Thanks again. Bear down. I think he's a bum.
Will you who shut is your, up, man? Listen. He's an absolute bum. Don't make me angry. The bears are who we thought they were. And that's a real shame. I love the bears.